This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith, corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host. Brett McMillan. Welcome to the August 7th edition, 2018. It's the Cardinals Insider Podcast. We were supposed to have Brad Lefton this week. If you listened to last week's episode, that's what I told you that was coming up. But here's the deal. Sometimes we just have to call an audible because there's been some good baseball here in recent days and a ton of new faces. And I thought it would be worthwhile to catch up with some of those new players, specifically two newly minted pitchers for the St. Louis Cardinals. So that's your programming note right off the top. With it, I say welcome. My name is Brett McMillan. Uh, Less than two full months to go here in the 2018 regular season. And the team looks very different than it did on opening day. We're going to hear from Daniel Ponce de Leon and Dakota Hudson Not in that order, but a conversation with both of them today as we talk about what it's like to make a big league debut. There have been, uh, goodness, what is it, seven or eight, I think, big league debuts here this year for the Cardinals and Ponce and Dakota, both owning one of those here in the last couple of weeks. But first, before we get to those conversations, I want to remind you that on Friday, August 17th, 30,000 fans 16 and older will receive an adult Cardinals mystery BP pullover. That is courtesy of Coca-Cola and Schnooks. Who are you going to get? Could it be Molina, DeYoung, Carpenter, Ozuna, maybe Dexter Fowler? Come on down to the ballpark and find out. You'll find out at the gate when you get the promo item. Get your tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions. It's that batting practice pullover, the quarter zip that you see them wear with that number on the sleeve. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Hey, our first conversation today, pretty short, but uh, some neat quotes from Dakota Hudson, and so I thought it was worth bringing to you. Just to refresh your memory, Dakota picked 34th overall in 2016. MLB Pipeline consistently has him in the Cardinals' top five prospects, and he's also consistently been really the number two pitching prospect to Alex Reyes, and a lot of services have him as the number one pitcher in all of the uh, the prospect uh, world in Major League Baseball, some, I think, uh, services at points have even had Alex, if I'm not mistaken, as the number one prospect, period, at any position. So for Dakota to be just behind Alex in those pitching rankings for MLB Pipeline of what the Cardinals have in tow is pretty impressive. Spoke to Dakota as he was 2-0, and or at least as I speak right now, he's 2-0, and has surrendered no runs and just a single hit in his six innings of work since coming up to the big club. And he learned he was coming to the show in the middle of a start down in Memphis. You probably have seen the video. If you haven't, it would be well worth your while to Google it or get on social media. But manager Stubby Clapp for the Memphis Redbirds walks out to the mound to remove Dakota. Dakota looking a little confused to be abruptly and very early in the game removed from the ball game. But then Stubby produces a baseball out of his pocket. And we learned later, of course, that that ball just simply said, 
the call. In other words, Dakota, who had been waiting to go to the big leagues, was getting the call to the majors. He took the ball, walked off the mound, smiling, and as he got to the dugout, a bunch of, of handshakes and hugs from his teammates, many of whom had gotten the call at some point this year already. That's where I began with Dakota. I just asked him about that moment that we all dream of as kids. What is it like to walk off the mound and look at the dugout and see the reaction of your teammates knowing that you're going to the show? I mean, I just knew it was happening. And uh, I guess the thought in the back of my head is like, oh, crap, i got to call my wife. Like That's the first thing I was thinking of. Um, but just a lot of memories kind of flash up, and especially whenever you start to think about it and then it's actually happening, uh, you know, you, you really get to start thinking and uh, it's nothing but happy feelings, so it was awesome. Obviously from the moment you're drafted, you're excited to get to the big leagues, but was there a moment for you in the minors where you went, I'm ready, like my stuff is, is ready f- to play big league baseball? Um, yeah, I felt like I felt like I may have been able to um, pitch here, um, maybe at some point earlier this year. But I felt like just as I was going, I always felt like there was something I could get better at. So uh, just every time I went out there, that's what I was trying to do. And I knew if I just kept doing that and worrying about that, then maybe one day I'd get the opportunity, and, and it happened. So uh, coming in from the bullpen that first time, looking around, seeing those buildings—I mean, forty thousand plus. How did that compare to what you'd imagined as a kid growing up? Uh, I mean, a lot, a lot kind of hits you, and uh, you dream about it all the time, but you really can never, ever, ever really put it into uh, perspective until it actually happens. So it was definitely, it was definitely a good experience. Like Dakota, Daniel Ponce de Leon making his debut here recently. There was one difference uh, that Ponce had come up before earlier in the season. Didn't get into games the first time he came up, but got to put the uniform on and and was eligible to come into games, and it just never worked out before he was optioned back to Memphis. Instead of getting into the games the first time he came around, he got the start in Cincinnati and had seven no-hit innings on July 23rd, and then up close to 120 pitches, Mike Schilt made the decision to take him out of the ball game after seven innings of no-hit baseball. Of course, that was just 14 months after being struck in the head at AAA. And what was, for at least a time, a life-threatening injury ended up to become one of the great stories in baseball in recent years as Ponce is not only functioning normally, but he's pitching here now in the major leagues. We'll touch on what it's like for him to be on the other side of what truly is an epic comeback. He really uh, seems excited and thrilled to be here and pitching and maybe to have a chance to move past the injury a little bit, as great of a story as it was, and I think as thankful as he is for all the support from the organization and from the fans, he's excited for this new chapter where he can really focus in on the baseball part of his career. His second appearance, of course, came on July the 30th. This time it was as a reliever, and he gave up a... uh, well, he gave up his first big league hit, a grand slam to Nolan Arenado. Only two of those runs were charged to him, though, and he did end up going two and a third innings that day. I kind of chuckle because I'm thinking about Daniel's answer to me when when I talked. Uh, you'll, you'll hear it. I asked him a specific question, and this grand slam was the answer to it. And it really was a perspective that I didn't necessarily expect to hear from him, but I thought that as a baseball player it was a pretty mature perspective, what he was able to learn and glean from giving up a big hit in that situation, and and I think that it'll kind of make you smile, too, just to hear the baseball moxie of this pitcher, Daniel Ponce de Leon. 
We'll also talk about pitching with so many members of the Memphis Mafia, all those teammates going up and down, and what it's like to have so many of them here for the stretch run in St. Louis. His impressions of Mike Schilt, who, as I learned in the conversation, and you will too, uh, Daniel never played for. I thought maybe that when Schilt had been the manager at Memphis that Daniel may have had a few games crossover with him, but he did not. And we'll also talk about pitching in front of family. He's got a, a wife and a young son. His dad has been prominently featured on Fox Sports Midwest. So Daniel touches on that as well. So here it is, Daniel Ponce de Leon on what it's like to be a Cardinal on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Getting up here and getting into the games now, having a couple appearances under your belt, just what has this been like to finally have the dream come true? It's It's been everything you could imagine, plus a little more. Um, yeah, uh, this, the, getting the start in Cincinnati, your first appearance being a start, it's, it was a blessing too, because that's my comfort zone. And then uh, also, I, I appreciate that she'll put me in a tight situation, you know, and see what I can do. and. You know, it didn't end up going well my way, but I'm, I know how to build from there. As you're, uh, I saw your dad on the, the first game that you were a part of. Has he been up, or has your wife been up, and, and your son too? Yeah, all three of them have been up here. My dad and wife and son have been there for the start in Cincinnati, and they were here. My dad was able to see that last outing here out of the bullpen, and uh, he's going home now, so he'll take a break for a little bit, but he, he'll be back. What's this been like for them? Because, I mean, everybody thinks about the player when you finally, you know, get the call and make the show. But the family's going along for the ride just as much, maybe if not more sometimes emotionally. Uh, you need a good f- wife. You know, my wife, she's good. She, she handles all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and uh, it makes my life a lot less stressful because there's a lot of traveling to and from, and, you know, we have a son, and there's just a lot of things to be handled with, and she's done an amazing job with that so it's taking a lot off my back what's the the thing been for you maybe just the moment that's going to stick with you through this first you know week or so of being up here and and getting into games what's the one thing that you you will remember forever you think probably that grand slam i gave up yeah man i that one that one made me mad but um he was a good hitter is a good hitter so uh that's going to really stick with me, but uh, yeah, that first outing in Cincinnati, it was one I'll never forget as well for the good side. Do you think that getting up here like you did the first time, even though you didn't get into the games, you got up here, you got to see the place, you got the feel for kind of what it was like, did that help maybe kind of push the nerves to the side a little bit when it came time to, to pitch? I don't know. I still kind of have it you know, in the bullpen because you just don't know when you're going in or not. But it, it, was, it was nice that I was able to get up and get all the paperwork and stuff in the clubhouse filtered out. And so then when I did come up for the second time, I just was able to get in there and play like I've been here. Memphis, you were used to starting and now up here, you know, at least so far you've done the starting thing, you've done the bullpen. Who knows what, what the rest of the, the way holds. How do you make sure that you're ready to do either one of those? It seems like it'd be difficult. Uh, for, for, for starting, I'll be ready every time. You know, I have my routine that's been set for years. Well, not set, but building on my routine for years. 
And in the bullpen, it's, um, it's a learning process. I, I've been asking a million questions and wearing the guys out in the bullpen and stuff, and they've been a great help. And, you know, we, we're a young bullpen, but they, they know a lot of things. So I'm going to have to start forming my own routine then how to get ready quicker in the bullpen because usually mine's a longer routine, so I need to find a, just the specific stuff to get me ready quickly. Is that a kind of thing where like you're picking an inning and you're saying, all right, I'm going to kind of start stretching here in case they give me the call in a few innings, or do you wait till the phone rings and they say get up and get hot? I think I'm more of a get ready early kind of guy and try to anticipate if I'm going in and but not get too hot for it. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I'm built for the get the call, get on, go. You've had a lot of attention the last, I don't know, 18 months, two years, and I'm sure that at some point, you know, you appreciate the sentiments from people, but it gets old. You're just ready to talk about baseball at some point. What's that been like now to have the kind of debut you had, and even nationally, have people say, all right, let's talk about Daniel as a baseball player, not just, you know, the story as cool as it was. Yeah, I really appreciate everyone reaching out to me and thanking me and all that stuff, and which is very nice. but. Yeah, I'm here to play baseball, and the good and bad come with it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. I know you get to go on MLB Network. That had to kind of be a surreal moment. What was that like? Yeah, that was awesome. Getting to talk to Pedro Martinez is awesome. He was one of the couple pitchers I watched growing up a lot. Him and Roy Holiday were the two. I liked their arsenal a lot of what they attack hitters with. So I kind of mold myself after him a little bit. But just the mentality just from Pedro is amazing. I remember in spring training you were telling me how you really prided yourself on being able to move in and out, up and down, change speeds. I imagine that having Yachty catch you a little bit, he kind of helps you understand how to work the zone too. What have you taken from him? I know it's, it's not a big sample size so far. I take that. He, he really just sits there and like really thinks about every pitch. He, you see him ever go back and he has his head down and he's thinking, looking at the hitter. And then he puts the number down, and then you're like, yeah, that, that's right. And then you go and you throw, and it works, you know. And then uh, the, the, the mistake I made was I missed my spot, or Yachty wanted it, and then, you know, guy hit it. Is that the biggest thing maybe that you've noticed about the big leagues so far, that, you know, there's not as much room for error? Or what's the, the thing you've noticed, AAA to the big leagues, that is the biggest difference? I think it's just that just uh, concentration you know you let your concentration slip for one second and that that next pitch bad things can happen so you have to be able to be locked in pretty much every pitch kind of along the same lines but i know obviously the goal is not just to get here but you're here now you want to stay and contribute what is it maybe that guys are telling you or that you're starting to kind of see that okay i need to do x y and z in order to be a, an effective long-term big league pitcher um i to be honest, I feel like I do a lot of the things already done. No one really tells me much besides when I get into the bullpen, I just need to sharpen up the routine quickly. So that's probably the biggest thing I've learned is just how to get hot quickly. I'm trying to remember, did you play for Schilt at Memphis when he was there? I did not. So did you play with him at all coming up? No, no not at all. Um, what's he been like You know, this time around as a manager, especially that first game? That's a tough call for him to make to, to ask you for the baseball. Um, what's the impression kind of been of him? He's, he's very approachable, uh, which I liked. Um, I, I didn't feel like I was walking around on eggshells. And uh, he, he's, he's, uh, he's got some good feel. And I, I think uh, you know, he's trying to test the water, see what, what was going on. So he go ahead and threw me in that game right there. And I, when I look back at it, I'm really thankful for that. And, uh, 
I, I, I do like him, and since I've talked to him a little bit during spring training, and when I came up the first time, he he came up and said hi to me and asked me how I was doing and if everything is all right, and you know he checked in on me. So I, I, I do like him a lot. To have all these teammates from Memphis up here with you, and now you guys are really getting to kind of shape the direction of the rest of this year and, and you know hopefully beyond. What's that done for your comfort level to have all those familiar faces around? That's been huge. That's uh, that really makes you more comfortable. And uh, guys, any other guys that come from Memphis will feel a little more comfortable rather than like, what do I do? And don't say the wrong words around you know the wrong people. But it's it's definitely huge. And that was a good team. It still is a good team. And uh, there's going to be a lot of good competition. Daniel and Dakota both may be part of the big club for quite a while here, and time will tell, but maybe someday they'll be putting on a red jacket as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame. We'll be putting a few guys into the Cardinal Hall of Fame on Saturday, August 18th, and you can take home a souvenir that day if you attend the game. 30,000 fans 16 and older will take home a mystery baseball cap honoring one of the 2018 fan vote inductees. Of course, that's Vince Coleman and Ray Langford. That item, courtesy of Edward Jones, tickets available at cardinals.com slash promotions. All right, so if you were really paying attention, you heard at the top that Brad Lefton was going to be the guest this week. Instead, we're going to push him to next week. He is the podcast, and he's a St. Louis native who has covered Ichiro and other notable Japanese players, both for American and Japanese newspapers. He's fluent in Japanese. You'll get the story about how he got into that and where it's taken him. He's very close with Ichiro and with So Taguchi. In fact, he was the translator for So at So's first ever winter warm-up here in St. Louis. They're still very close. You'll hear some good stories about So Taguchi, Ichiro Suzuki, and just Brad's journey through baseball. It is truly uh, unlike any other that I have ever heard. He has served as a journalist. He has served... I guess as a club employee, I don't know exactly how you would classify the the translator. And he also has done some documentary work as well. So really, really great stuff. If you like baseball history, be sure to join us next week for Brad Lefton here on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. You can email the show. We love your feedback podcast with an S at cardinals.com. We'd also appreciate if you would uh, listen, rate, subscribe, review the show. You can do that at cardinals.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Those positive ratings and reviews help us as we try to boost the visibility of the program. So if you do like what we do, we really appreciate that. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review and giving us the stars that you think suit the show, it really does help us out quite a bit. Hey, for Dakota Hudson, Daniel Ponce de Leon, my name is Brett McMillan. We're back next week with Brad Lefton. We'll talk to you then on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.